we are recording sure. this Friday morning. It is 9.15. There is no official announcement about any offensive coordinator. Sean Jefferson, I can't confirm. We'll interview today. Uh, 90s Patriots receiver, played 13 years in the league, in the past 16 years has been coaching wide receivers. So another one of these ex-players from Bill Belichick brought in during this coaching search that otherwise has just featured tight ends coach Nick Cayley and Bill O'Brien. So I'm going to take a risk here, a la folks will, after they listen to this podcast and put their money down in football. I'm going to assume Bill O'Brien, who has been the primary target for weeks now, according to Tommy Curran, I can tell you is someone that their strong belief among people in and around the organization will get the job. That let's just assume he's hired. We could look like fools. Sure. I might yeah. have to do this podcast over, but let's do this quickly. Let's say he gets hired. Beyond being an obvious fit, what does that say to you? Uh, that a lot of it's going to stay the same, Callahan. Like, this is not going to be some overhaul. They're not going to go to a super 2023 NFL pass-centric offense. So this is going to be essentially the real version of Bill's offense. Whatever last year was, this pretend, you know, stick together, Patricia, Shanahan, running, whatever the hell that was, that goes away. They bring an adult into the room but they don't completely change out the offense. Like maybe Bill O'Brien takes some different uh, approaches from a college standpoint. He had success at Penn state, obviously this year, they didn't win at all, but they had some success offensively with Bryce Young at Alabama. But overall it's like you're a year late in doing what you should have done. It feels like this wasted a year of Mac Jones development, in my opinion. And it was really the only move unless you wanted to go completely outside the reservation and do something completely different, which Bill is not really known to do. This was it. So it's it's needed. It's a year late, uh, but it does feel like, hey, we're going back to things we've done before. This is not going to be a huge overhaul of the Patriot offense. That's how I view it. Yeah, I agree with you. I think there's, you know, for, for several reasons I've discussed, and, and I know you have before too, just about the benefits of O'Brien. You know, he's a quarterback's coach, coordinated offenses, obviously. He could carry some of the old college concepts they were doing in Alabama, perhaps install them into the Patriots offense as opposed to every single RPO being a little bubble screen, which God knows we saw enough of those screens under Patricia. <laughs> but there's just, there's a sense of normalcy, I think, right? Like, I think they're, what with the decision to commit to Patricia, there's some initial angst among the fan base. But oh, yeah. because of Belichick's resume, you go, okay, I trust him. And I said this on my podcast, I'm not ready to bury them yet in this last summer. If they want to dig their own graves, I'll let them. If they soar away and succeed, great. I'm not going to make a call yet. Obviously, it goes the way everyone expected. Worst offense since 1995. I think now, at least, when people started to turn on Belichick and you lose some of that benefit of the doubt, now this decision earned some of that back with a fan base. And it's just a reminder that, yes, he's still very much in touch with the reality that the rest of us live in. And there's also a notion that there's some humility here. Like, I think whether it was Patricia or Judge or Belichick yep. to start with, the idea that we could just watch the Rams or the 49ers and implement a lot of those plays without understanding how to package and teach and install and layer those offenses, which have so many minor complexities that don't even come up on film was just pure arrogance. And look, they might've earned that on a larger scale. Belichick, eight rings, kiss them all. That's fine. It's just not going to succeed. It didn't now bring in a guy who's taught, installed and packaged offense, the offense that they want to commit to the old system. I think that's the right way to go. Now, yeah, I don't disagree with you, but as you're saying it, it is annoying that Bill is just so inflexible to bring somebody new in the building that instead of a, a new mind and try something different, it's a guy he knew, a guy who was going to cost them nothing. They still tried something different. He had no experience coaching it. I, I like to use the word arrogance because that's really 
what it feels like. But as you're talking, I, I, I can feel myself getting annoyed. Like, <laughs> why did it have to be this way? Because Bill wants his guys there because they don't want to go get uh, Brady or Kafka or somebody different to come look at the offense. Like, I, I, I just, it, it's, it should be annoying if you're a Patriots fan that you sat through this for a year and then a year later with some bad results, it's like, okay, now we'll do the thing we should have done. Like, I, yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I think our buddy Tom Curran put it best uh, when I did TV with him on Wednesday when he looked into the camera at the start of early edition and they were asking about Nick Cayley. So this doesn't exactly pertain, but the sentiment does. I'm going to back away from the mic here, guys. They go, Bert, why are you interviewing Nick Cayley? He goes, he was there the whole time. He, he was there. He was there. Why did we do this? And said the exact same thing you did. We all watched this whole offense for a year and it get better and it get better and get better. And I, you know, might sound condescending to some when I say Belichick's in touch with the same reality as the rest of us. Look, yeah. some of the conversations, or I should say the, the decisions he makes, um, you know, are out of left field and they land over the fence for a home run anyway. Like going against the grain is paid off for this guy. who's obviously earned way more than the benefit of the doubt. The trouble is obviously this one did not. And it seemed to be obvious from the get-go, just given how much these coaches work on one side of the ball for most of their careers. And now you have a guy who's done that, who will come in, who's experienced. There's a vision there's a system. You can add different wrinkles. He knows how to do this. And it also solves the quarterback coach problem because as much as Patricia got a lot of the blame here, my understanding is it's judged, you know, not in a big picture sense, but in a micro sense, there were some issues with him coaching and how that was received with certain players. Mind you, this was also someone who jumped in with the wide receivers and the tight ends as Belichick told us he would in the owners meetings. And I've heard that didn't go so well. So uh, the, 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 ju the judge thing, like, look at the, the Daniel Jones thing. Like, Daniel Jones went backwards two years in a row with Judge Shore overseeing the offense and the, the quarterback. So it's not crazy yes. to think there was some tension there, Andrew, between the two. And I know it's your show, but I, I, I'm in this mode. I now want to interview you for a second. Why did it was as simple as, and maybe you and Jeff talked about this, you might have on your podcast Wednesday. He didn't want to ruffle Saban's feathers. Is it, is it that simple? Like, hey, Nick Saban's my buddy. I don't want to take Bill O'Brien for a year. I think when we have the Belichick Saban conversation about assistance, we always lose the agency of the coach in the middle. Like Bill O'Brien's a 50 something, 49 year old, whatever old man, he can make his own calls. Yes. He has a contract, <laughs> but if he really wanted to leave, he could make a mess in Alabama and come up to the NFL. I don't know if he did or if he didn't. I'm just saying that that has to be considered when we do this. Well, if Belichick wanted this, did he not want to ruffle feathers? I think part yeah. of that, yes. That was in the documentary. O'Brien's contract is reportedly set to expire at the end of February. Should be up sooner if he's here in New England. Um, gotcha. But ultimately, I think it was that. I think, again, it was just the belief Belichick has in Patricia and Judge, who I said on EI last week that Patricia is seen as like his third son. You know, and that, that's how it's treated. So when you believe in someone, you work so, so long with them. And Patricia's a very smart guy. Like even people who aren't as big of fans of him who have played under him or coached with him will admit, yeah, he's an ex-rock scientist and it's clear. You know, I, I think it was just misplaced belief, which over a 24-year run as a head coach in one place, you're going to have bad calls. That was one of them. That was it. What I want to get to now, though, is it's quickly because these names are going to fade into the background are Keenan McCardell, yeah. Sean Jefferson, Adrian Clem, and then Nick Haley. What did those names tell us about their search or tell you if indeed, which hasn't been confirmed or official or anything yet, if it is Bill O'Brien's the next offensive coordinator? I, I don't know. You know, I, I guess it wasn't really a search. It wasn't really, they, they named, they wanted to name O'Brien from the beginning. He was the guy. Let's bring in guys who have some sort of tie to Belichick, either played for them or coached with him at some point over their careers or played for the Patriots in the case of Clem. And let's, Let's give them a little bit of a bump. 
That's how it, other, other than Kaylee, the other three guys from outside the building, that's what it feels like to me. The Kaylee one is wild. Like Andy Hart, who was you know, loving Nick Kaylee last year, that guy never got a shot calling plays. Now the Jets are interested in him. So putting Kaylee aside, the three other guys just feel like, hey, they're friends of Bill. Bring him in, get him on a phone call, interview, air quotes here, and then we'll eventually hire Bill O'Brien. It doesn't feel like a real search to me. Well, how about you? I tend to agree. I think there's there's a few more layers to it because if you're any of Jefferson, Clem, or Keenan McCardell, even if, let's say, you have a good relationship with Bill Belichick and are willing to do him a favor, fly across the country and do this interview and sit down, there, there's real valuable experience and then coming in, sure. oh, you know, yeah. to sit for an offensive coordinator job. And I don't think any of them have held that position before. In fact, they haven't. So this is the first time that they would be able to theoretically hold that position. You get grilled from obviously the greatest coach of all time. You reconnect, you share some ideas. I think for Belichick also, it's a way to get some new ideas from people that he trusts. And yeah, he might be doing a salad to them and, and they're returning the favor, but you know, I think what also lacked last year was the new ideas. You know, where were the new ideas coming from? It's not from Patricia and Judge who didn't have an <laughs> offensive background. It's not the rest of the staff that had either been converted from defense to offense. Guys like Ross Douglas or Vinny Sinceri, even though Sinceri hasn't coached defense uh, for a long time. But they're young guys. They're inexperienced. Like, you bring in Sean Jefferson, who, as I said, coached offense for 16 years. Coach Calvin Johnson, he's been with the Jets and the Dolphins and coached against the Patriots for all those years. Tell us what you think. What would you do differently? How would you coach this technique? Keenan McCardell just developed Justin Jefferson the last two years. Developed Stephon Diggs in college. What can you do to help us and help Troy Brown and help Ross Douglas if they stay in the same position? So the Patriots get some ideas. They get some experience. But you're right. I think all the reporting, which I default to until more recently, has been has been the primary target. This is obvious. It'll work. Ownership wants them. Belichick, too. That's what's going to happen. All right, let's fill in some names with guys that we trust that are willing to come here and we could get something out of them too. It also appeases the, the two line uh, press release from last <laughs> week, right? You know, Bob Kraft wanting to be in the crafts in general, wanting to be more open with the fan base after a down year. What do we do? We let them know about Mayo and full offensive coordinator search. Like they saw how bad the offense was. They heard talk show hosts, fans, whatever complaining about it. So, Hey, we're going to appease you. We're going to have a full search. And technically they did that. Three of the four guys are Bill guys or Patriot guys, but uh, maybe some of those ideas help because we'll get to it. I'm sure the wide receiver thing is huge going forward for this team. And if they got any good ideas offensively at wide receiver, then it was worth whatever this was to get to Bill O'Brien. Check out screen time, movie streaming and everything in between with us, Gary Tangway and Drew Yada. We watch what you watch, so watch us wherever you get your podcasts. Or you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yeah, and we're pretty easy on the eye. Yeah, no we're not. Speak for yourself. Screen time, movie streaming and everything in between. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. 
Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit GAMBLINGHELPLINEMA.ORG or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.